Hello, listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of EdgeGuard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. Uh, my name is Jordan. I am your host. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and good friend, Blake. Hello. Good day to you, sir. Good day, Blake. Uh, Blake is joining me today uh, to talk about yet another edge game, game on the edge, indie game. Game about uh, edging? Game, uh, not no? a game about edging. We've yet to well, encounter such a game. Our loss, uh, I guess. I think if we spent enough time on Itch.io, we could probably find an edgy game about edging. An educational uh, game about edging teaches you the ropes of <laughs> sex ed gaming. Pro- prolonging the, the next frontier. Your yes, you know? sex, sex education for the 21st century. Sex yeah, positive, honestly, interactive I could, for I could, the kids. I could see Robert Yang getting down on some, you know, educational <laughs> <laughs> sex games. Educational. <laughs> I already made the. I already made the this educational. Is, this joke, is very good. Um, we should. We should write to him. You know, he's a. His work is uh, been featured on the podcast. I yeah. know uh, this game is called um, an afternoon rippling. Um, this is a game uh, by Marcy Lacerte, uh, who um, uh, is a New York based uh, game developer. It seems like this is her first. Uh, published game um it's and it won a couple awards um so that's that's pretty cool it won well i think it was i think um, it was uh sort of the initial version of the game was developed uh, as a like a school project and i think that was several years ago so a lot of the awards yeah, are like the from awards 2017, are from 2017. And yes then, so she won awards for that and then she expanded it in some way to this game that just came out i think this past month yeah uh, which we're playing now um yeah she she won um the one that I thought was cool uh, was that the Smithsonian American art museum has an arcade uh, and it was the official selection for 2017. So that's oh, nice. Cool. That is cool. Yeah. Um, so an afternoon rippling is a, um, a narrative game uh, kind of uh, has the, the mechanic and play style of um, uh, an adventure game, basically uh, point and click uh navigating through you know two-dimensional screens uh that feature some amount of interactable elements uh and you you talk to characters um interact with environmental features have some some very small puzzles uh but mostly it's about um the it's kind of a visual novel kind of mostly it's about uh, encountering talking, the talking to a bunch of eccentric learn- weirdos yes weirdos living in this strange valley the setup is that you're driving through uh, you're on a, a road trip by yourself through some sort of, I don't know, it felt like maybe Mountains Nevada or Southern region. California or something to me. Uh, and then your car breaks down and you have to uh, hoof it and you just run into, yeah, some eccentric weirdos who talk to you about life and uh, help you find the mechanic to get your car fixed. And uh, well, did you ha- know this have game some has, kooky stories? Did you know this game has multiple endings? I did not know that. I, it was a question that I had, though. <laughs> yeah, I found it the, out by accident. I watched, I watched I, a video uh, of someone else playing to check this, and they got the same as me. So I assumed well, there I, wasn't. But my first ending was after about five minutes. There might only be two, to be clear. I uh, started playing the game, and when my car broke down, rather than wandering around, I was like, well, in real life, you don't want to leave your car. You want to stay in your car because <laughs> if you're in the desert, it, get, it could get very cold at night. You could die. So, you know, you want to stay in sure, the car for sure. shelter. Anyway, there's like a weird scene where a bunch of bats swarm around you and like drop a mothball on you. If you which, just hit wait over and over again. Uh-huh. And then huh. uh, you 
I forget what it is. Oh my know. god! It, the like, game ends right literally, there. Oh, the game just ends. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just like you wait the night, and then it's just the game is over. It's just like you're trapped. Huh. You're stuck. Yeah, that's so, so funny. So I mean, my I, first like five minutes of the game, I was just like, "All right, well, I guess this is going to be a game with multiple endings." And then it wasn't really. It's kind of just like one big long, you know, string after that. But um, see, anyway. that's kind of like the you know, I had to give you the genuine call to adventure. And then you <laughs> you chose not to accept the call. Yeah. So then it just ended. Yeah. My hero's <laughs> journey ended abruptly. Your hero's journey. You know, Odysseus was like, nah, I don't want to go fight in that war. That He's seems like, dangerous. What if I just I, didn't leave home? It seems like it'd be I hard to stay. come back. It would be a whole thing for me to get back here. So I think I'll just stay here. Seems like the I end. might meet some strange characters and monsters <laughs> and tempt- temptresses, you know? temptresses of many the water yeah yeah god it's been a long time since i've read that <laughs> i'm just like thinking <laughs> really back just to ninth grade temptresses but. i just remember the the fucking cyclops right isn't that one of the the yeah, early yeah. parts yeah. i remember we watched some horrible like tv movie rendition uh of the cyclops and it gets stabbed and it's like very gory and the teacher wasn't supposed to show it to us but she did anyway <laughs> <laughs> Well, you anyway, the authentic experience. Um, yeah. So the one thing I want to say before we get into this game is just it, you know, as a narrative game, uh, everything we can say is a spoiler. Sure. So, uh, you know, uh, it was a fun game. Um, it has a recommended price, but you can play it for free. Yeah. So uh, if you have any interest in this game, uh, I recommend it. It's a yeah, good, go check it's it out. It's, l- it's less weird. than an hour. Um, it's weird. It's funny. It it's, is funny. um, uh, I don't know. It's good. Go play it. Yeah. It's very, it's well uh, worth playing if if only for the uh, strange characters and scenarios and how well written each of them is. Yeah, I really that's something I will want to get into uh, in detail. That I liked the um, most of the dialogue. I was a big fan of it. Was, sure, it was clever. So, um, so where should we start with this? Uh, maybe just like so. The setup is the first person you you just start walking <laughs> and you run into a person who just comes down the hill on a scooter. Yeah, like a uh, razor scooter, not you, not a motorized I, scooter or anything. Just a like razor a, scooter. Uh-huh. It's the middle of the wilderness, the middle of the desert. Yeah, and it's like uh, it's like sundown, by the way. So it's like yeah. a night is about to fall over this this valley that it's kind of implied that you're in, um, in the middle of nowhere. You haven't seen other cars for hours. Well, actually, for me, it was already night because I clicked wait once rather oh, than really? wait multiple times. Oh, so I do funny. think that that affects the first scene. But then the sun goes down either way. And sure, sure. The same. That's funny. And, and you have a, a, a weird night, one weird night. Yes. Anyway, so just like down the side of a, of a hill, like a, mm-hmm. a dirt hill on a razor scooter uh, comes uh, Susanna, who sort of introduces That you was her name, that's right. I didn't start the, writing down character names till after her. Oh yeah, I didn't really keep track of them uh, after the fact. I just kind of remembered hers. I oh. really can't say why. I guess be, <laughs> because she uh, comes back at the end of the game and... Oh, spoilers. Kind of like, oh, wait, uh, no, we already, we, we already, warned we already did that. Yes. Shorty. <laughs> yes. That's the big, silly goose. The whole game kind of comes circle. That that's how I would describe the sort of narrative arc is it all comes full circle. Yeah. Oh, ah, we totally missed an incredibly important detail. Jordan. Wait, what? As you're driving in the car, you oh, can yeah. put a, put a cassette in the, in the, in the cassette player yes. in your car and hear uh, the, the world's most cool song. Kites are fun, which is a real song. I in the context of the game, I thought for sure it was going to be like 
you know, a modern indie band from like 2011 making a song that's a joke. But but as far as I can tell on Spotify, it is a genuine song (laughs) from like the 60s or 70s (laughs) about how fun kites are. (laughs) Who's it by? Not anyone that I would have ever Uh, heard of. I I don't think so. It was on here. Let me pull it up again. Um, Heights are fun. Heights are fun. That is funny because your character does say something like mention something about it. Like why do why do these people like kites so much? The free design is the name of the the band. It's from the best of the free design. This might not be real. No, it's real. No, no, no. I just Googled it. The debut album from the free design released in 1967. Wow. Amazing. Wait, the it best was the of group's the free design was it was, was the it was first the title album. track was the group's only charting signal, which hit thirty third on the Billboard Adult Contemporary charts. Wow, amazing! That's the only thing they're known for. <laughs> Kites are fun. I mean, with good reason. Kites are cars are fun as a fucking slapper. Uh, anyway, uh, it's Kites a, are fun is fun. It's an important. Uh, well, maybe not an important detail, but uh, I think. Uh, the sort of moment where you put that in the song starts playing and your character sort of comments about how they never think they'll be as passionate about anything as these people are about yeah. kites <laughs> kind of sets the stage for the, the, the weirdness of this game. Cause it's like, it's definitely very weird, but it's almost never unsettling or at least it's like, no, it's, it's, it's situations that I feel like could very easily be unsettling. Like you're lost. Like, the the being in the actual situation this character in fills me with dread just thinking about it because it sounds horrible and horrifying it's one of my actual (laughs) real life fears it's just like it because it's like in the desert well yeah because it's like with modern technology we like i have a cell phone there are very few places where my cell phone can't save me from uh my own self being an inept baby uh but the middle of the desert where there is no service and my car breaks down is one of those places uh and so it's like a weird uh you know sort of uh semi uh you know illogical fear of mine of just like what if i got stuck in the desert and also like meeting weird people i don't know these people's intentions they could be trying to fuck with me you know it's like this could have easily well, one of them does fuck with you but it turns out to all be fine in the end <laughs> yeah Anyways. yeah uh, no i would say i would say definitely like tonally the game um like very early on sets this out like ma- sets the stage to be uh um like um, you're kind of on a, a dreamy reverie weird rather oh, than like, Oh God, I'm lost in the desert weird. Yeah. Uh, and then that kind of, you know, makes it easier to, you know, the fact that everyone you encounter seems, you know, not phased by the situation, uh-huh. uh, and that you just keep seeing for no reason, keep stumbling into people despite the fact that, you know, there's no actual sign of civilization anywhere. Uh-huh. They keep mentioning a town. You never really see the town. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So it just, it, it has a lot of like ways that it, it makes it clear that it's kind of like you're just along for the ride and you don't need to be like, yeah, it's, it's more of a, a trip than anything of just kind of like, your characters being like, really? I just want to find. So I guess we should now's a good time as any to circle back to uh, Susanna, who introduces us to the character of the mechanic, who, capital M mechanic. Yeah, who uh, she describes as like some all powerful mystical figure, and then you're like, 
wait, really? And she's like, and she's like, nah, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> He's just the mechanic. Nah, he just fixed cars. But then throughout the rest of the game, he it turns out to actually kind of be a weird like figure that everyone seems to know and seems to be yeah. capable of many things and is well loved, but also secretly maybe bad. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's uh, the mechanic is a very elusive. Yeah, he's and- vague and ambiguous. He is, you know, he is just, it's kind of like, it kind of goes more with the, the sort of feeling that you're on like a quest. Like the sure. fact that the, the mechanic isn't a quite real seeming being. He's an unknown quantity. All you know is that you need to find him. It's yeah. Kind of like the key. The People key either love the can, the mechanic or are skeptical of how much others love the mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, before I forget this, I just wanted to mention that, um, so the the sort of setting gives the impression that this is a, it takes place in the past. You know, there's like cassette tapes and nobody has uh, I don't think anyone ever has any sort of digital technology. There's a TV mm. at one point, but it seems like it could be like an analog TV or not analog, but huh. like, a, you know, I didn't like even really think about ray that, TV that or something much. like that. But um, the you find a magazine at one point, Rational Geographic, <laughs> no copyright infringement there. And there's a date on it that says 2014. So I thought that was an interesting. So yeah, it does I didn't, date it in the present, but it it. Um, I never you know, interpreted it as the game is takes place in another time. Uh, really, I mean, I guess I thought that the main character only has cassettes in their car because they have an old piece of shit car. Was yeah, kind totally. Of my interpretation. And well, then and now that I think about it, they do mention DVD or CDs later. Yeah, um, yes, they definitely talk about CDs. And also, like... And a CD player. I guess I wasn't phased by the not mention of smartphones because, specifically, when you're driving through the middle of the desert, you, you ain't get no service, man. Smartphone That's true. cannot save it you. doesn't help you. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess I didn't really interpret anything as being in a, of a different time. Mm. Um, so Well, it's it doesn't even feel like you're in reality for part of it. So Yeah, I mean, a lot of it feels like... <laughs> I guess. You're in so a dream is, or another dimension. Well, I've been so this is kind Control, of weird. Oh you know, yeah, that game that recently came out. So I'm yeah. just like, oh yeah, we're in another dimension. Clearly, clearly. Well, you know? so it's funny that you mentioned Control because um, is I, it? Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I think this game. Uh, I haven't played Control, but um, the 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 works of. Uh, is that Remedy that makes a Control and Alan I Wake? I believe are are known so. to be. Uh, uh, heavily inspired by uh, Twin Peaks and sort of David Lynch, and oh, I, I felt didn't know like, that, but oh, you didn't. Uh, you yeah. clearly haven't played Alan Wake then, because Alan no, Wake I was like any except for this one. This is the first oh, one for me. Alan Wake yeah. is cool, except for the game itself was not that fun, but the world was way cool. But I didn't play that much of it. Anyway, it's basically like, what if you were in basically the town of Twin Peaks, but it was a different name and other weird supernatural shit is going on, but. Anyway, oh. I guess if you haven't seen, have you seen Twin Peaks? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, only so, season one, but you know. Yeah, well, haven't we all only seen season one? <laughs> and maybe the movie, but um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know why this game, because it's like very different from Twin Peaks, because in the way that this game is just like kind of funny and weird, like you mentioned, like sort of being like a reverie, Twin Peaks is definitely like creepy and unsettling in a lot of those ways. But to me, it kind of just felt like Twin Peaks. If uh, instead of uh, being worried about someone being murdered, everyone was just chill and smoked a lot of weed and was like a cool hipster, <laughs> <laughs> but still just as weird. And uh, in many cases, as unfazed by how weird they are and how weird their interactions with one another are, but uh, terminally chill 
and uh, just kind of like, uh, I don't know, bumming around. They all, everyone feels like they're in their mid twenties, just trying to figure out what's going on <laughs> or maybe early twenties. Yeah. Um, or 19. We learned that, uh, what's his face is 19. Well, I think, I don't think he actually is 19. I or think no, no, he, he's he fucked up when he was 19. He's yeah. So, but I, it doesn't seem like it was in the distant past. Yeah. But anyway, everyone's just kind of like, I don't know. It, it's funny because like you think about what kind of town you never get to the town. So you don't see what it's actually like, but you think about what kind of town would be uh, in the middle of the desert and what kind of people would live in a town like that, yeah, which would be like, I it'd be like a rural town with a bunch of middle-aged white people. Yeah. And like hillbillies and white trash and, and shit. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, none of these the people rural poor, the rural white poor. I've heard of them. Yeah. And these people are just like more like they're like inner city, poor people, not inner city, poor well, people. They're, like, they're like downwardly mobile, uh, urban millennials. Yeah, exactly. They like they're like, they're like, college I'm a, students. They I'm a hipster that's not in college doing. anymore. And I don't have any money because I got a liberal arts degree. Yeah, uh, exactly. Cause I'm trying to start a band or I did a liberal arts yeah, degree, but or I just don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But like for some inexplicable reason, they live in the middle of nowhere instead of in like, you know, the, a shitty neighborhood in Brooklyn or something. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if, if Brooklyn, if like the inhabitants of Brooklyn were like on a vision quest in, you know, the Nevada desert, or something that yeah but it's but it's, it's kind of implied that these people are like the 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 burnouts that or not necessarily burnouts but the people that never got out of the small town uh you mm. know they're they're people that always talk about leaving but never actually do you know yeah that uh, makes sense i mean i do think that the fact that the, the town isn't really there seems yeah. to kind of match that oh absolutely that sort of, person right it's like you're you know they're nowhere in particular exactly kind of out of place although it is very funny because uh one of the characters in particular i believe his name is ezra is like keeps mentioning like the music scene and how like oh you won't hear uh things sounds like this outside of the valley and it's like i have a hard time imagining a sort of like rural desert town uh, in the U S where, uh, such a scene exists <laughs> like, and I think that's the part of the, like, uh, appeal of this game. And part of the reason I find it, found it so like fun and interesting is it's like two, uh, very distinct and very real things of like, we're from the middle of nowhere and we hate it here, but, and yet here we still are. And, uh, we're millennials who, are kind of aimless, but want to make art and be weird and smoke cigarettes and all this shit. <laughs> but we don't really know what to do with ourselves. And those are two things that are usually like, don't really have anything in common because those two worlds would tend to, uh, you know, yeah, they're, they're like, different versions of aimless young people. Exactly. And they're like, a, they're types of aim, aimless young people that would normally be at odds, be like, ooh, I don't want to be hanging out in some bumfuck town in the middle of the nowhere. I'd rather be poor in the middle of New York City. In the city, yeah. Or it's like, I'd rather shoot guns in the desert than be a weird liberal hipster in the city smoking, <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> listening to jazz records and smoking marijuana. <laughs> Okay. Now you've <laughs> see this is the problem. You have trouble imagining young conservatives because that you just describe someone who's fifty. <laughs> Listen, man, I've lived in Utah my whole life. I I know the kind of people that live in a bumpfuck town. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I think that's uh, part of like the the fun tension of this game. I'd be curious uh, where uh, the creator is is from or sort of uh, what their frame of reference is for this game because um 
I don't know. It's it's got a it's got a very good uh, sense of self and sort of like scene and presence uh, that I was that I was quite into. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, um, who was your uh, who's your favorite character? Uh, like that's a, this is a game that you can answer that question. Igor, for. dude. Igor, dude. I loved Igor. <laughs> so Igor is the character you. Uh, um, after you have gotten, uh, we, take, should we should you, we find you, our way to Igor first? Should we sure. or should we just talk about Igor? Well, I I don't know. This game, you know, maybe we should follow the logic of this game, which is to wander. Sure. Uh, okay, that's uh, fine. Igor. So you stumble out of a cave that you were at a party at that you didn't want to go to, <laughs> uh, having lost the people you went to the party with, uh-huh. and then uh, you see a little campfire. You walk over there, and there's some dude just like snuggled up as tightly as possible. He's in. in he's like in a mummy of, bag, in a mummy sleeping bag, bag. And just has his face sticking out. Nothing. Well, else. no, dude. The best thing is, is right as you walk up, his little fingers slip out and do this <laughs> yeah. little animation as he like pulls it open enough so that his mouth is out of it. Because like a mummy bag, you can only really see your eyes. <laughs> and you're yeah, like, yeah. You like walk up to this campsite, <laughs> and I'm kind of like, uh oh. Someone's going to be asleep and you walk up to this dude with his eyes just all the way open and he just like has his little fingers. just The little animation was so good. I was losing it. I laughed very hard. Uh, and then you, he's just like this weird existential dude. Isn't he reading like Siddhartha or something like that? Well, that's in the final. Uh, well, I don't know if you see it. When, no, the when book is, is laying on the ground. Next oh, is it to next to him? Yeah, he's bag. reading Hesa's Siddhartha, which is like, you know, hashtag deep. Oh yeah. And uh, he is, he is hashtag. He deep, is <laughs> very deep. He starts talking to you about like, like, you know, finding meaning in life and like, di- was it fate that we ran into each other? Existentialism, and the stars. He talk- talks about this lot to say about the stars. Actually, the th- um, I, there was a thing I like, uh, the, I think the reason I liked him so much is that he, uh, at first comes off as this sort of like navel gazy. Oh, we're so small and insignificant. What's the point? kind of guy but then he's actually like kind of as much as he is uh like oh man it's all we're tiny we're so small in the universe and in time and time is all relative is that he actually has some like criticisms of or maybe not criticisms but uh more uh interesting thoughts about it and sort of like I don't know. Maybe, maybe he is, maybe he does just suck, but he sucks in a fun way. Okay. Well, there's something he's not like he, the difference between him and many who read, uh, Siddhartha, uh, is he, it's not, it doesn't seem like he's trying to, it's not important to him that you, you know, that he's reading Mm -hmm. it, you know? Yeah. He he doesn't mention it at all. He seems like genuinely, uh, invested in in, like understanding the meaning of the stars and, Mm. and invites you to think about that with him and it just it feels very like like sincere um you know in a little bit of a silly way but like somehow not cloying and so you're absolutely right you're like you know what sure dude talk to me about because he's like rather than being like overly like explaining like yeah man it's just like so complicated man he's like he's like well i had this thought what what kind of thoughts do you have about it? And yeah, like, he genuinely seems to want to know what you think. He's like, yeah. what do you think about this? And sometimes, like, uh, there are actually several points in this game where, like, someone sort of says something ridiculous to you and you can, can sort of answer them in a snarky way. And uh, he will be like, well, I know you're being snarky, but, like, really? Like, what do you really feel? Yeah. And I'm like, and then you're like, oh, damn, you right, though. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry, Igor. I, I, I did you I, dirty, I, my friend. <laughs> Yeah. You're just trying to be sincere. I should be sincere back to you because <laughs> you deserve it. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, e- even though he's the most, like, almost, you know, everyone's a little bit, like, in-, in that vein, but he's the most over the top. You almost want to be snarky to him the least. You're like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, I would say that my favorite character is one that I don't even remember the name of, but uh-huh. when you're when you're talking to um, Eva, the first time you meet her in the lake... Oh uh, yes, and <laughs> their band. So you run into five people who are playing instruments, uh, submerged waist deep in a lake, and they explain that they're doing it because the acoustics are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's where they do and, band practice is standing yeah, waist deep exactly. in a lake. <laughs> you can ask about um, how she met each of the five band members, and one of them. Uh, she was like, he just washed up on the shore of the yes. lake one day, instrument in hand, ready to play. He only speaks Italian. <laughs> he only speaks Italian. And so we also, have to communicate through music. And also, we might fuck soon. I don't know. I think something's building. Yeah, it was like our relationship's <laughs> getting increasingly physical, if you know what I mean. But we'll see. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, those, uh, that, the, the, the lake, uh, Eva, the sort of band leader, the front yeah. woman. Uh, who with who who has like a full it's like at least like a 49 key melodica which i don't know if such a melodica actually exists but it's a very funny image of her to have a melodica that's like you know three feet long instead of just like a tiny little handheld keyboard it exists in the valley (laughs) yeah and uh she's just sort of like this very like high-minded like you know a kid that went to art school that started a band right just like it's like yeah we're just like we're doing something really different and like all our song titles are really long. Uh, and I, I do the gag where uh, she keeps sort of changing the description of what their the music they make is, or like different characters keep describing it slightly differently. Uh, she first describes it as instrumental fl- flamenco Euro trash. Yeah. That's the one I wrote down. <laughs> and then there's like later someone calls it like pop punk uh, flamenco Euro trash or something like that. It's just like, Am, am I remembering right good. that when when you so the game ends, you can recommend the band to um, Ezra, who is the one who says, you know, I like the valley because you'll find there's yeah. no music like like it here. Uh, uh, and when you recommend the band to him, doesn't it? He asks you what they play, and don't you have the option to pick one of three? Like, I don't remember. Remembering right? I don't, don't remember you? that, but that might have been. I don't remember suggesting the band to him because he's already aware of the band because he so wait here's a question do you run into the same people in the same order every time you play uh because i'm curious if you go a different way from your car if you talk to different people in a different order wait so who who was the first people you encounter so first is scooter girl out after the car then the band at the lake then the band at the lake and then, then the dudes playing chess, the brothers dudes playing chess, and then the party, and then the okay. And then so Igor, I think you do, and then the record store. Yeah, it has but, to be because but they the, already know like of the band because they you meet them right after you meet the band and they talk to you about the band. Oh, that's right. Anyway, I'm sure mm. there's something in there that neither of us is remembering exactly straight. Yeah, but, yeah. Um. But I'm sure there's hmm. there's some mention yeah, of. I, the, I just feel like there was something where you have to like describe the some music to them, and it's like three bogus well, it's, options. Well, it's the the uh, record. He tells you to look around the record store. Maybe that's you, what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm you just click on a few of the records, and they're all like tongue in cheek, 
allusions to real very famous records like uh dark side of the moon there's one that like clearly is supposed to be dark side of the moon and then it's uh like the description is that it's like i forget exactly what it was and then there's one that's like uh supposed to be that rolling stones cover with the um the you know mouth the cartoon mouth the tongue sticking out oh yeah yeah and it says it's like songs for children about uh, things to do once you get a lip piercing or something like that. And then there's one that's like the beach boys pet sounds. And it's just like, here's four nice young men. And there's like a spoof on the Beatles. Those are all great gags. Uh, I thought. And so after you look at all the record covers, you are supposed to like, he's like, Oh, does anything catch your eye? And you have to say which one of them. And it picks from one of the options that you read. Um, mm. But anyway, it's good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, that, that that seems like a good uh, transition to just that, you know, a lot of the one-liners, or not really like one-liners, but like the just, the in-world text is is very funny in a lot of uh, different oh, yeah. moments. Uh-huh. Uh, like the, the title of the record store is uh, The Magnetic Embryo, mm-hmm. which was just so weird. Definitely feels like it could be some like hole-in-the-wall record store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, or it could be the name of your band, the magnetic it could embryos. Be the name of your band. Um, what is, I, I wrote down a few other places where I thought the lines were funny. Um, <laughs> there's one moment where uh, I think this is when you're talking to the uh, the band members in the lake, um, mm. uh, explaining like one of the backstories for the band members ends with. Uh, that was before he got addicted to Japanese mobile games. Oh, yes. It's like he used to be really good, but then he got addicted to oh, Japanese. Oh, tennis. He used to be a really good tennis yes. player. Yes, yeah. But then he got addicted to Japanese He doesn't mobile talk games. because he's like emotionally <laughs> yeah. like unstable tr- because he got addicted to Japanese. This. Yeah. That, Still that recovering. Was a good one. Yeah, you know. I thought that was great. Uh, Susanna makes a great comment about uh, cars being a cultural signifier of social yeah, status. That was the next one I was going to say that <laughs> you ask her if she knows anything about cars because you're looking for a mechanic. And she <laughs> says, Oh, do I? Uh, I know that in addition to being a signifier of status, they're also very convenient uh, form of transportation. She like talks about the like social. Uh, you know, ramifications of, of owning, owning cars and like yeah. the, it's very, it's very funny. And then you're like, Oh, do you know how to fix them? She's like, Oh no, I don't have any practical knowledge of cars. I just think <laughs> yeah. they're an interesting concept, <laughs> which if more people that were into cars were into cars as like a, a study of like, like sociologically, then I'd be way more into cars. <laughs> yeah, dude, um, cars are like, Cars are, I mean, I really actually think about, this is a complete tangent, but yeah. I think about that a lot when it comes to like how, you know, vitriolic some of the the like resistance people have to the idea that we need to reduce car use in America yeah, in absolutely. order to, you know, decarbonize our economy. Some people just like flip out when they hear that. They're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, it's yeah, like, I mean, it's like, dude, it's like it's the least efficient way to travel in any city, you know, bigger than 50,000 yeah. people. And like, like, like you can get play, you would be getting places faster and more efficiently. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. I don't know. The only reason you hate public transit is because it's woefully underfunded. It yeah. Could be and way better. I also <laughs> just, just while we're on, just while we're on a tangent, you know, uh, <laughs> big trucks spewing out black gas really <laughs> like black smoke we really got to be doing a big truck 
Anyway, yeah, dude, they're just really, that's really why, that's why I hate cars and people that Mad like Max. cars. Cause they're like, <laughs> a lot of people are like, I love cars. That's why I drive this big jacked up truck that has a diesel engine that spews out black death. Anytime I hit the gas, I'm just like, <laughs> man, I want those around me to choke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, in my, in my, I want to leave people coughing and gagging in my wake. Yes, absolutely. I'm uh, the big boss man in Mad Max. What's the, a, that dude's name? Uh, Morton the, Joe. Yes, a Morton Joe. That is who I aspire to be. <laughs> uh, anyway, I wanted to talk about. Um, oh well, I just remembered this funny, silly detail. So when you're in the cave, so you after you meet the band members, then you go meet some brothers who like to play chess, stoned, and then mm-hmm. they tell you they know where the mechanic is and that they'll take. Oh wait, you to I did them. have one question about the chess interaction. Okay, uh, so I, I, when they asked me for help solving the chess puzzle, I just said yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I also uh, said I don't know. I haven't played oh, chess it. in too long. I wanted long. to know what happened if you. I assumed one, it was, I don't know. I assumed it was then a wrong answer and a right answer. I yeah. I was curious what happened. I don't know. Got I'd, be, the right I'd one. be curious. Maybe they were both wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I sort of stopped studying or like learn, trying to learn chess as a child when I got to the point where it was like, oh, everything is a finite outcome and everything leads to, and I'm just like, ooh, this is starting to sound like math. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, this is school? No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is an after school program, but it's after school. Not, it's not supposed to be a prolonging of school. Yeah. Give me my hungry, hungry hippos. What the fuck is wrong with you? Did you have that at your school? Did you have like a dude that it was like, Hey, for like the next month, we have an after school program where we teach you chess. Uh, I don't think so. We had a chess club. I don't know. No, no think dude. was badass. It was like chess some man. It was like some external company entity that was like we tour around and we hang out at your school for our, like a couple weeks and you come two or three days a week after school and we teach you how to Jeez. play chess and I at the end chess. you get a huh. sweet magnetic chess board you still have it uh, i'm sure it's still at my parents house my sister and i <laughs> each got one uh, anyway all that to say uh no my uh, yes thank you for that my level of knowledge on the uh the game of chess is uh is uh bad i haven't played it in years yeah I got schooled by my older cousin enough times to know it wasn't for me. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so <laughs> these guys are like, yeah, we'll take you to the mechanic, but we have to, we have uh, you know, social obligations to stop by this party in a cave and the cave party, uh, as much as it was like the most frustrating gameplay sequence, because I, I don't know if there was a bug or what that I couldn't figure out how to progress. Uh, but like the, the scene itself of the cave was great because I feel like, you don't actually directly interact with any of the people at this party, but you uh, like listen to them talk. And also the music that plays at the party. Great. It's like some, I looked it up. It's like a eighties uh, funk uh, like instrumental from Japan. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> like a electro funk from Japan from 1982. Uh, but also uh, it's just like, I don't know, extremely like we're young adults uh, that live in a desert. So we have a party in a cave and just like talk about dumb shit uh, yeah. that we think is like, you know, uh, deep about life, or whatever about the universe. Yeah. I felt like the, the cave sequence was the one where it most felt like we were on the edge of reality rather than like in a real place. Oh, sure. Because like you walk in and it's the setup. <laughs> this is a great example of what you were saying in the beginning that a lot of this game is like, 
taking two contexts that you don't normally think of as being the same and sticking them together uh-huh. because it's like a cave party, but also it's like a house party because yeah. when you walk in, <laughs> you know, there's a, there's like a cabinet just sitting yep. on, on the cave wall With and a it's got like a bunch of alcohol, you know, like the ha- the empty bottles and empty cans. And then because you're nervous, uh, actually the thing your character says, I thought was funny was you say, Oh no! I'm just going to be that rando who shows up to parties with an agenda. I may as well have brought. He's like a, a mixtape or something like that. No, I may as well be trying to uh, sell people on my app. Your app. That's what it was. That's that's what it was. Um, but then, so you there's a little bit of whiskey left, so you take a few shots to get yourself uh, motivated to go hang out. And then anyone you try to talk to, they don't acknowledge your existence. Um, and I, it almost like. I was like, wait, is my character not real or something? Mm. But I think that was just supposed to be like, you know, yeah, they're the self-absorbed you, and you're you in a cave at a, at a party. Yeah. Not did you, did like you, you realize what they were watching on the TV? Did you notice? No, I couldn't figure it out. It seemed like it was something specific <laughs> well, because you must you never have them. watched uh, diners, dive ins and drives uh, on food network oh, hosted by my. Guy Fieri <laughs> because uh, that's exactly what they're watching. Oh my God. <laughs> And like, if you listen, it's just like audio from an episode playing. If you, so if you click on the TV, uh, it plays really loud. It's like distorted. So I understand why you maybe weren't able to like put your finger on what it was. Well, and also, I also just can't, you know, you've never watched that Guy show. Fieri's voice that easily. You just, I assume you just hear him talk and you're like, damn, that's my guy. What Have you not seen that show? Uh, I have never watched an episode from start. Okay. Finish. Well, there you go. <laughs> There's the difference between you my and dad. Me. Anytime my dad travels anywhere with me, he's like, Oh, there here's a restaurant that was featured on, on diners, <laughs> drive-ins and dives. I was like, dad, you know, there are other ways to like l- locate restaurants to eat at. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's what we I, always do. I that's how we found sh- blue plate diner in Salt Lake though. So really that's, well, I mean, it? I think people had also mentioned it, but it was, that, I, I didn't even that know was that was on. Yeah, it was on that show. I almost said some, uh, some, information that might uh you know lead to people finding where i live so i'm not gonna say that <laughs> but uh that's funny man uh i didn't know that uh anyway yes i i went through a short phase when i was 12 or 13 you know when you're home for the summer you're not old enough to have a job yet and you're just sure. like i'm just watching tv and uh for, i went through a short phase where i would watch that show whenever it was on because it was entertaining to watch guy fieri freak out and eat disgusting food <laughs> uh, so if you if you click on the TV, it plays really loud. The intro where he goes, "This is diners, drive-ins, and dives," and I was like, "Nice." Oh, I did click on it, and I just like I just wasn't really paying attention to the TV. Yeah, and like it's very distorted. It's kind of hard to hear what he's saying. Yeah, but uh, that's funny. I mean, that's very that's that's also very house party like that. <laughs> <laughs> like you know people not like house party party but like sure you know, sure small house party where people are just hanging out drinking and smoking party where it's a bunch of people that hang out together all the time yeah uh, exactly it's just like tonight we are high watching diners drive-ins and dives because someone remembered that they used to watch it when they were 13 and we decided we just went down a <laughs> rabbit hole uh and here yeah, we are absolutely yeah. uh and so I, I did want to mention, cause that's like another one of like the weird details of this game that I thought was just like really good at, at bringing you into its sort of uh, strange otherworldly feel of just like yeah. <laughs> some 20 somethings hanging out in a cave in the middle of the desert 
uh, getting stoned and watching diners, drive-ins and or drunk, I guess, and watching diners, drive-ins and dives, uh, is a, it's a very funny idea to me. Also, how do they get power in this cave? Who knows? But the same way they got a big ass, uh, like cabinet in there. To yeah, store sure. Their alcohol. <laughs> um, I want to think what else did you have? Um, other things I have one other kind of like major thing that I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess I just wanted to say that the um, the the kind of thing I wanted to say about the narrative as a whole was uh, the I liked how the ending, you know, it, it kind of had a um, uh, like we've come full circle structure sure. to it because uh-huh. you uh, you you go to this record store uh, uh, after having been told that um, the clerk there uh, knows where the mechanic is and you're almost where you need to be. Uh, and then you encounter all the people you, not all of them, but a few of the people that you ran into uh, from before, um, the brothers, Eli and Ezra, and then the band leader, Eva. Uh, and then the three objects that you've collected throughout playing the game, it turns out that each one of them uh, you know, in or like for deeply personal reasons, they needed it. <laughs> so, so Eva needed the uh, Rational Geographic because there was an advertisement in the back for a band competition. Uh, so you share that information with her. And she's gonna take her band, and they're gonna go. They're gonna go tear it up. They're gonna go be uh, the hottest band. The hottest band in the warehouse in the valley or whatever. In, oh yeah, warehouse. When warehouse. the spaces between every letter. <laughs> Um, uh, as wait, I get Eli and Ezra mixed up. Which one's the Ezra needed the CD. He's the one that's invested in music. He's going to start a column and you're like, go start that blog. And he's like, I don't, I think it's more of a column. That sounds more, more serious. He says it has more associations. (laughs) Associations. Yeah. Blog sounds so online. Sounds Um, too informal. Um, and then Eli is going to go on like a road trip or something. So you offer him your extra licorice as a hearty snack road trip <laughs> snack, which if I were to eat a whole bag of licorice on a road trip, I feel like I just feel shitty. Sugar. Well, how long is the road trip? I don't know. Well, he was talking about riding his bike. Physical also, activity. riding his bike to Alaska. Cause through was Alaska like, through Alaska. Yeah. Which licorice, not the, not the ideal. Yeah, definitely food. get some real food <laughs> anyway. So you go back, you meet the clerk. Well, you don't, properly meet the clerk because it's dark in the back and you don't see their face, but it's uh, heavily implied that it is Susanna, the, the uh, beginning yeah. flighty woman on the scooter who <laughs> we forgot to mention was uh, making a film. And that's kind of how you yes. put it two and two together that she, cause she's like, Oh, I would show you to the mechanic, but I've, I've really got to go do some location scouting for my film or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is also very like on brand for this game that just like everyone has some uncompleted art project that they're working on. Oh yeah. Like I think almost literally every character has some sort of like creative project that they are constantly deferring or constantly working on. Sure. With maybe the exception of Eli, his is a romantic entanglement or Igor. Does Igor have a, Oh, I guess not. That's anyway, true. a lot of the characters do. Yes. Which kind of, uh, sort of le- circles back into the whole, uh, people who are aimless, you know, yeah, and that yeah. they're like, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, yeah. we're going to, we're going to make it big. I can, the, I can feel the thing it. that, that, uh, hit home a little too real, uh, was one of the characters. I actually don't remember which one. It's one of them in the final record store says uh-huh. that their problem is, 
uh, they constantly have a new idea, uh, but by, before they can execute it, they've got another idea that they get excited about, and it's yep. an endless cycle. That's it's like, oh, dude, don't that, even so that's talk the, to me about that. That's the uh, the Susanna in the dark. And oh, I it think, is? Okay. I think that Susanna might kind of be the uh, sort of, the feeling I got is that that was the sort of surrogate for uh, the creator of the game, and that yeah, maybe. she's always talking about how uh, her ambition outweighs her uh, ability to finish things, which again, yeah. I think maybe this is a thing that all creative people feel, but I definitely also that resonated with me a lot too. Just like I get so excited about this thing, but then by the time yep. I'm actually like at the part where I'm doing it, I'm excited about something else. A different thing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's it's, so real. It's the struggle. Yeah, um, it's messed but up. yeah, I definitely, I, I was starting to get the feeling that that was kind of like maybe one of the, the bigger themes of this game is like, uh, the sort of aimlessness uh, of trying to be a, a creative person uh, when uh, you live in a uh, culture that doesn't necessarily place value on creativity or art for the sake of itself uh, outside of its like sort of monetary, you know, yeah. uh, or, or, worth. or at the very least like, uh, you know, very um, like determinate markers of, success and productivity sure, sure. Like, yeah, like yeah you really yeah. got to churn things out in order to be able to say i'm an artist to people and them take you seriously absolutely yeah gotta have that cv <laughs> marked up with shit oh yeah uh, and then and then so how the game ends is uh susanna informs you that the mechanic has repaired your car uh, mm-hmm. and you're you know it turns out that you're you know right next the the road <laughs> is just right over the hill uh, so just go forward and you'll be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it remains an open question if the mechanic exists or, mm-hmm. you know, if it's just Susanna or if it's just your car got fixed because you're in a strange valley where that's the kind of thing that happens. Yeah. Um, there And there's a great little uh, sort of like cutscene that plays at the end of yeah. sort of like panning back over all the characters that sometimes some of them, it sort of like refers back to the conversation you had with him. And some of them is just like totally <laughs> Uh, like nothing uh, related to anything like uh, when it goes back to the lake where the band members are the, I think it's the, uh, the Italian speaking guy and the guy who was addicted to Japanese games. Oh yeah. Uh, it just shows that they like reach hold out and underwater. hold hands underwater. <laughs> yeah. I, when I saw that, I was like, wait, did I miss something? <laughs> I don't think you did. I think that's part of this game's charm. Um, uh, and then at the the very last thing you see is Susanna and she sort of like winks at you. Um, yeah. So I think maybe the implication is that she might be the mechanic maybe. Yeah. Potentially. I, I did feel like the, um, uh, the, the handholding thing, <laughs> the real point of it is just, it's like, that's the kind of thing that would happen in a Absolutely. closing montage. Absolutely. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> And I also that, that one of the characters involved in the holding hands explicitly, another character was like, I think we're going to freak down. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's coming. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> or there might just be a third person there. <laughs> uh, you know, with that anyway, band, I'd believe it. Yeah. That, that animation was great. I thought it was a great way to wrap up the, the sort of weird, uh, yeah. Lovely I, I also, strangeness I, of the game. Totally agree. I loved the animation, the style of the animation too. Like uh, when it actually becomes, you know, a an animated animation with movement, um, yeah. it just made me really want a, you know, a full, you know, TV series 
with this oh, animation yeah. style, this, maybe even these characters. I think I, that would be great. I totally. I'm glad you it. brought it up because I did uh, like the last thing that I wanted to talk about was the the um, the sort of look of this game and what it reminds me of. I'm relatively sure that we've talked about this on the show before, but um, like sort of the the art style reminds me most of those like '90s adventure games. I think we've talked about. Do you ever play uh, what was it, Clue Finders? Or something yeah. where it's like this is an educational adventure game. Yeah. Or like is that Freddy. What Clue Finders looked like. I feel yeah, like Clue man. Finders it, wasn't like that hand drawn. No, it totally. Do- well, maybe less hand drawn, but it totally looks like it's like it looks like it was drawn in MS Paint over like like the characters look like they were animated in MS Paint or whatever. Which yeah. is not to say that they look bad. It's just like they have a certain like grimy low fidelity that makes it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, sort of like look like they were drawn uh in like a crude uh digital art tool yeah, yeah. and it's totally. it's great it's i think uh an underutilized uh you know way to make your game look because it's like part of it is i understand because it it looks uh to a certain eye it could be like that looks like shit but i think it looks like my shit and that it's good <laughs> <laughs> and i like it <laughs> <laughs> this is this has been my ted talk thank you for listening but if you look up those old like clue finders freddy fish you know the art the the box art has this like really you know cute well done characters and then you actually play the game and like the animation is like pretty crude and they're like really aren't that many frames and it's like yeah has like this thing where the the backgrounds are like detailed uh but the actual like uh characters moving around on them uh kind of like in the way old cartoons are they kind of like stick out from the background and are like clearly less detailed yeah 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 uh and this game uh totally reminded me of that uh even if maybe it wasn't on purpose (laughs) huh but so the thing i thought that the style the so i see that in the like the relationship of the moving characters to the background that does Uh sort of remind me of it but the the specific sort of like hand drawn but digitally uh-huh. Uh, thing reminded me of like almost like Rugrats or like or like mm, Doug or one of those sure. other like nineties where the animation has kind of like a a, a swimminess to it where the yes, characters are yeah. always kind of like uh they're moving a the little edges bit. of them are yeah just kind of yeah uh, they, they, sure. first of all the all of the edges are super thin like it's never thick strokes uh-huh. drawing them you know like it's something like Dexter's Laboratory is much thicker sure but these like Rugrats or Doug it's really thin and then it, it's a little wavy. Uh, and yeah. it looks like it looks like a the pen brush well, from and, Microsoft Paint, <laughs> and that's yeah. That I think that's the thing that I'm talking about is that like the it's like a thin dark line, but there's no anti aliasing on it, so it's like the, you can yeah. very clearly see the pixels, and that's what reminds me of you know like Clue Finders or something. Is that it's like oh, I it's see. got that like yeah okay kind sure, of sure. low fi sort of look right. The actual yeah, art yeah. style I think is like better and more interesting and like modernized in a certain way the sort of art direction of it but the the way yeah, that yeah. it is drawn is is that's what i was kind of saying it reminds me yeah. of is that the the way the lines clearly have no alien like are just like rough and jaggy and, and clearly pixelated uh is is kind of what i where i was drawing mm-hmm. the comparison um yeah okay i see it i got gotcha. you all right well with that do you have any any final uh comments on an afternoon rippling uh, no, that's uh, that's the last of what I had. Yeah, if it, if it wasn't already clear, the uh, the writing in this game is very good, and it's I funny. think it's worth playing. I lulled. 
I think even though we told you a few of our favorite lines, I think even now you would still enjoy the game if you yeah, uh, wouldn't played it. So go do it, dum-dum. Uh, <laughs> and uh, why don't we uh, tell people about what we're playing next week, which is a game called Kind Words. Uh, parentheses, parentheses low fi chill beats to write to, which I'm like, whatever. Get out of here with your parenthetical. But Kind Words <laughs> is... Uh, I don't know a lot about it, but I know kind of the the main thing you do is you sort of write notes uh, and they get sort of sent off to actual people and the notes you're reading are from actual real people and it's just you can kind of write whatever you want and put stickers on it. Um, So I'm very excited to sort of see what uh, weird uh, shit uh, and uh, we can get sent and send out to others and uh, maybe we'll uh, send things to one another without knowing it. It'll be like when we played um, oh, dude, the city yes. haze. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it we does could, save real people, so yeah. And I think this this game is a bit more popular than city haze was. So I think maybe uh, finding each other's uh, work uh, will be a little bit trickier, a little harder. Yeah, maybe dude, not as city, obvious. In city phase, I think I supplied a solid third of all the messages. Yeah, you in were prolific. <laughs> absolutely prol- prolific but uh anyway if you if you want to uh play the game along with us you can just google it if you're lame or you could follow us on twitter and get a and get a hot fresh link uh you know right on your on your twitter application or or you know you're in your web browser uh if you want to follow us at edgeguard cast uh that's where we we do tweets and interact with the cool creators that make the games that we play and uh and all our adoring uh, beloved fans such as yourself <laughs> uh, so anyway uh, be sure to follow us and we will uh, see you again here in one week's time <laughs>